Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you have the timetable, so do what you need to do. Yeah, the doors okay. are not locked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I want to say a few words about uh, embodiment and then give uh, some guidance on the tool of mindfulness, as our, which is our central meditative tool for developing embodied awareness. So I'll say a little bit about the importance of embodiment, some about mindfulness, and then talk about the different mindfulness practices that we'll be uh, using here. And then I'll lead us in the practices for the rest of the session. And we'll, we'll, um, we'll sit primarily developing mindfulness of breathing and of the body, of the body which will be familiar to many of us. Mindfulness, traditionally, has been central to awakening in many traditions. Mindfulness of the body, right at the center. I think in our write-up, we, we quoted the Buddha where he said, what one thing is to be developed, mindfulness of the body. Right at the center. In the teachings on developing mindfulness, the teachings that are expressed most specifically in a text called the Discourse on the Foundations of Mindfulness. And the first foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of the body. And there are six practices given. And in later traditions, all sorts of other body practices, working with the energy of the body and so forth. But awareness of the body taken to be very central. I think it perhaps is even more vital right now in our society, in, our, in this culture. And I think maybe, maybe worldwide. Um, in the last few hundred years in the West, there's been tremendous emphasis on the development of the mind, of thinking. You know, some of you know the famous statement by Descartes, you know, at the edge of European thinking, 17th century, said, I think, therefore I am. Mm. Right? There have been a lot of uh, Buddhist-inspired attempts to correct that. (laughs) 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 Or to give other options, shall I say. But at that time, maybe from an evolutionary point of view, there was something happening. And so I don't want to simply um, question it or um, say that it was wrong. Something was happening from an evolutionary point of view. But I think we've gone to a point where the separation between mind and body and heart is quite strong. I th- personally, I, I connected very much with ecological crisis. Lack of awareness of personal bodies, I think, makes possible lack of awareness of the earth body. And so it's quite crucial. Also, the disconnection of the mind, the heart, and the body, you know, which is evident and all sorts of health issues, um, and all sorts of um, general problems, general crises in our our culture 
in our society. And for me personally, I could see that kind of uh, disembodiment in my own experience, uh, even though my own history is that of being very physically active. When I was a teenager and even younger, I was a competitive swimmer, very active, loved to hike, and I would say I was not aware of my body. Very, very physically active, not aware of my body. And it was a, a real revelation to see that. There was one day I remember when I was a student and I was living for a year in Germany and I would, had to walk for a long time along a river in a little country town where I was studying uh, German. And one day I just realized I was thinking all the time. And I said, I'm just like consciousness on a pole. <laughs> I said, whoa, I'm not sure I want to be consciousness on a pole. <laughs> And it was really a kind of a wake-up. And it was not long after that that I started meditation. And meditation for me was almost first and foremost a return to the body, a return to awareness of the body. I started studying Tai Chi and started doing more meditation, being with the breath, being with the body. And I remember starting to do retreats. And it was all about actually, as the phrase goes, coming back to one's senses coming back to the life of the senses and being able to be with a sunset without it being dominated by thinking or I should photograph this or whatever and really coming back to uh, coming back to that sense of embodiment and it seemed really to point to a very different relationship of the different components of our experience mind and body and heart and, and to, in a sense, particularly in the context of meditation, point to awareness. And that's really what we mean by embodiment, is sustained presence to the body, awareness of the body in whatever we're doing. The body being present. Body so that uh, we are alive to the body in whatever we're doing, we understand the relation more and more between mind and body and heart. And, and the body is still there. One of the great teachers in the Thai forest tradition, Achan Moon, who's really the founder of a lot of the traditions that inform Spirit Rock in what's called the Thai forest tradition, he said, in your investigations, Never allow your mind to depart from the body. And so we cultivate uh, this quality that we call mindfulness as a central way to bring about this, this shift. Mindfulness is a translation of the word sati in the original language, S-A-T-I, and it would be better translated by mind, body, heartfulness. Mindfulness as a translation, I think, already betrays cultural bias. And so you can retranslate it for yourself when you hear it as mind, body, heartfulness, or simply presence, or awareness, would be good, simple words. And mindfulness is probably the core tool that we cultivate here at Spirit Rock. It's the ability to be present to one's experience. 
to be there without trying to control or in the immediate present initially change experience, but simply just to be present for what's there. To be able to be there with the pleasant, with the unpleasant, with the neutral. It's a way of um, really seeing what's happening in our experience. Uh, So I'll use the word mindfulness even though I prefer, uh, would prefer a different translation, but you can understand that as I speak. And so a little bit more about mindfulness. Mindfulness, again, a key tool and one of the main ways to access awareness of the body. It's the ability to stay in a stable, with a stabilized attention with experience. And so it demands initially some development of concentration, stability, subtleness of mind, which um, all of us at times do not have, right? That we are often quite distracted. Uh, again, culturally and socially, there's a certain encouragement of being distracted. All these things to do, too many things to attend to. <clears throat> I had a very hard time coming back from six days of teaching retreats. So many emails, all asking for my attention. But I was able to put on my emails, please check back after June 24th. <laughs> but still, there'll be a lot. There's a lot of demands. It's hard to actually be present. And, you know, the electronic media actually make it harder in many ways to be embodied. I think there's some ways that they may help as well. You know, but there are many ways that it makes it harder to stay embodied and to be present. And so mindfulness initially starts with stabilization. So in our practice, we typically start with being aware of the breath, which is contacting an aspect of the body, which is, can be very helpful for stabilizing attention. And even if we've been practicing for a long time, we often can get distracted and we need, in a way, to come back to uh, being present, come back to uh, being able just to stay with the sensations in the immediate uh, present moment. As we have a base of stability, we can then be aware increasingly of whatever's happening. In the traditional teachings, we would start with different aspects of mindfulness of the body as a way to ground further. And then in the full instructions, we would get instructions also on how to be with thoughts, with emotions, with the sense of pleasant or unpleasant or neutral, and with different patterns of experience. But the start in the awareness of the body is fundamental. So a few other words about mindfulness. Mindfulness is this ability to be present without trying to change experience. It's the ability to um, be with experience without being reactive, without grabbing hold of the pleasant and without pushing away the unpleasant, which are very, when we're not mindful, typically we will grab hold of the, what we think is pleasant and try to make it last, figure out how to get more of it, whatever. You know, think of the child eating strawberries who has a strawberry and likes the taste and even before the chewing occurs 
is reaching for the next strawberry. Maybe not just the child. <laughs> and, and that tendency to grab for the pleasant or to push away the unpleasant. Oh, I don't want this. I want to be embodied, but just bliss. <laughs> so we want to watch out for that. There's a nice cartoon which shows um, a meditator sitting saying, today I will live in the moment, unless the moment is unpleasant, in which case I will eat a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) So with our practice, we develop the capacity to have the cookie later, so to speak, or to, um, to be with the unpleasant, as well as the pleasant, to really to be with whatever's there. So that we sometimes call being non-reactive. In other words, being able to open to what's there and be with it with a sustained open awareness. In the meditation, we try to stay when we can be balanced. And of course, if there are unpleasant sensations and there's an injury or some problem with the body, we wouldn't stay with that. We would, we would move the body or pull back, but it can be quite helpful sometimes when we're sitting and there are unpleasant sensations and it's not causing damage just to stay with our awareness of the unpleasant. I don't know if you wanted to hear that. (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry, Donald, I was a little slow with my writing. Um, I I would love it if you would say, speak, um, if something really is happening, you pay attention to it, like if you notice your nose starts to bleed or Right, right. I'm giving a qualification to being with the unpleasant that if there's something that requires action or if there's, if you're, if the body is giving pain because it's connected with an injury, we we wouldn't stay with that. But otherwise we would. And general guideline we, we use is if there's, if you stay with sensations, because it's quite natural when, especially if we're quite new to practice, sometimes the body will be uncomfortable sitting for half an hour. And of course we can move some, but it's actually helpful to stay at times with the unpleasant because there's tremendous learning that can occur about our conditioning. The whole purpose of mindfulness and of being present is actually to notice what's there in our minds and bodies and hearts. To notice in particular what patterns or habits lead to understanding and compassion and freedom and what patterns lead to suffering. And so mindfulness of the body is totally within the framework of what we might call awakening. It's really coming to have mindfulness of the body serve the larger transformation which is the opening of the heart and the mind to wisdom, compassion, love, and skillful action. That's the larger framework of this. Ultimately, mindfulness has the quality of the kind heart as we stay with it. There's a natural compassion which is also part of mindfulness. So we would say ultimately we're looking for the aware, wise heart. (laughs) That's what's being developed in the practice. In the first foundation of mindfulness, There are six different practices that are given. We're going to be using several of them. 
We'll be using mindfulness of breathing. We'll be using uh, mindfulness of the different body postures, sitting, walking, standing, lying down. And we'll be working with the guidance for mindfulness um, in different activities. So we'll try to have a sense of mindfulness of the body being there in um, stillness and in movement, in walking, in stretching, in having a meal. We'll try to encourage and support the awareness of the body staying as much as we can. So we'll, one way to say it is just give yourself the guidance, stay with awareness of the body, and when you're away from it, come back. That could be the single guidance for these two days. And it's not bad guidance for daily life. In the retreat I just finished on mindful communication, we gave maybe 15 hours of uh, teaching and tools and techniques. At the end, I simplified it into one sentence, which was stay in your body and stay in your heart. It's not bad guidance for speaking. And so for these two days, maybe just stay, am I in my body? If I'm not, come back. That can be the general guidance. And then a fourth practice which we'll work with is the awareness of the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water as it manifests um, in our own bodily experience. And just one last thing to say, and then I'll give some instructions, is that we want to encourage this kind of seamless embodied awareness, which is really there and there in different forms. It's there in the sitting, in the stillness, and it's there in the movement. And increasingly, they become one. And it's not like now I'm meditating, now I'm dancing, but both are meditations and both involve awareness. I wanted to just read one, one of my favorite quotations. This is from, again, the Thai teacher, Achan Cha. This is about the intermixing of stillness and movement. He uses the metaphor of stillness and flow and with using uh, water as a metaphor. Stillness is tranquility and flowing is wisdom. We practice meditation to make the mind calm like still water, then it can flow. In the beginning, we learn that what still water is like and what flowing water is like. After practicing for a while, we will see how these two support each other, both being still and flowing. This is something not easy to contemplate. We can understand that still water doesn't flow. We can understand that flowing water isn't still. But when we practice, we experience both of these together. The mind of a true practitioner is like still water that flows or flowing water that's still. I may repeat that later in the day. <laughs> that, in other words, that uh, connection of stillness and movement, stillness and flowing. Okay, so first meditation meditation, mindfulness of breathing. Um, we'll be sitting for about another uh, 20 minutes. So 
If you need to just uh, stand up for 30 seconds, you can do that. And Carly, we can turn off the recording now. Thanks. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.